I'm so excited to bring this person on the show today. She is someone who has inspired me from the moment I met her. The sassiest, sexiest queen of all queens. Please welcome to today's brunch, Miss Bobby Duvet. Hey, girls. Hey, girls. How's it going? Oh, I'm fuming, aren't I? What are you fuming about? Oh, God, I'm just so tired. Literally, this lockdown is making me exhausted. I feel so unproductive and lazy. Well, that's why you're here, to have a chat with me, you know? I'm going to get you out of that rut. I know. I feel, I feel like this is probably the most productive I've been in a few days. <laughs> so I thank you so much for this. No, thank you so much for coming on. I'm literally so excited. So um, before we, well, actually, I'll introduce, um, actually, Rob, if you want to tell um, the listeners how you know me, that's a good start. And then we'll get on to what we're having for brunch. Fab. Yes. So my, my, well, my name is actually Rob, but yes, I'm Bobby DeVay. Um, so me and Bradley know each other. We actually work together in um, the West End. So I hired you, gosh, I don't remember how long ago now, maybe was, a year? It was July last year. year, so it's 11 months now. 11 months, yeah. So yeah, Bradley came in all like fresh-faced and young, like really nervous. Um, <laughs> and I don't know. I just fell in love with you and fell in love with your personality. And I think when I interviewed you, I was just like, he is the kind of person that we need in this theatre. And I just thought that you would be like a breath of fresh air. So yeah, it was, it was really, it was a really um, great, great thing meeting you. Um, Oh, thank you. That's so nice. It was, yeah, it was just one of those things where, you know, when you get that gut feeling and you know, you know that something's right and it's going to be the right choice that's how I felt so I literally I don't like I don't know what I would firstly the job like I I've had such a good time in that job um but also like just getting to know you and I mean you know how like inspiring you've been to me and like my like life over the last year has just been like a crazy whirlwind and um yeah I mean I don't want to get all soppy two minutes into the into the podcast but like <laughs> but yeah you, you know that you've been so um such an inspiration to me so I'm so glad that um you can be on this podcast with me today and just talk about random stuff while we brunch you know I know so good and I mean do you know what those 11 months feels like a lifetime it feels like I've known you for so much longer literally literally like the fact it's less than a year that I've known you like I literally can't I can't even believe that it's only been not even a year yet it's mental that's why I was like a year maybe over a year like literally I haven't I have no like awareness of time (laughs) honestly especially in lockdown right I know everything's just merged into one. It's literally so cray. So obviously this is brunching with Bradley. So I'd love to know what is on your brunch menu today, Miss Bobby Duvet. Oh my god! So food is like so important to me. Like I love food and I love cooking. But um, today I have a blueberry muffin. Sorry, this sounds really healthy. Um, (laughs) And then I have a smoothie. So the smoothie has got like frozen berries in it. It's got some yogurt, some chia seeds, some spinach, some avocado, water. Really nice, just refreshing, like fresh for Sunday. Get me ready and kick-started for the week. Very nice. I love, it took me a while to um, dive into avocado in my smoothie. But when I, when I did it, like it, the, the creaminess that you get from like oh, an avocado. So good. Like, and it's one of those important foods. It's so good for you. Exactly. Exactly. Keeps me well, looking young. 
Oh yeah, I mean you don't need the avocados for that, but I mean it's still it's, it's a good perk, you know. Um, just the filters on Instagram. That's what I mean. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the lip fillers, but um, <laughs> but we'll go with the filters. <laughs> Those two. <laughs> um, what do you have though? Tell so me. I, I have a um, homemade granola. It's like a gingerbread granola I've made um, that's got some walnuts, um, some cinnamon, ginger, obviously. Um, mm, it's quite. It's quite like the weather's quite dull outside today, so I just thought I need something a little bit. Um, warm but still quite refreshing um, and I've put, I've um, put some natural yogurt and apricots with it as well so um, nice and healthy and uh, my last couple of brunches I've had on here haven't been so healthy it's been very cheese and bread filled so I thought I'll mix it up a bit today you know do you know what cheese makes everything so much better though right oh my god it does I had uh, so on my in the last episode I had um, a like a sourdough sandwich I made and the cheese was telagio have you ever had that before Oh, no, I haven't, actually. It's a bit like brie. Like, it keeps the shape like brie does when you cook it. Oh, and now I'm saying brie, I really so want good. brie. Um, <laughs> but it's just, it's it's quite a pungent cheese, but it just goes so well with the bread. Oh, like, a, had. like a stinky cheese. Yeah, it is quite stinky and it's quite sticky as well. But honestly, once it's melted to die for, so good. Highly recommend. But See, granola- I love cheese, but I'm a bit funny when it's stinky. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know. I always get a bit like, oh, that's weird. I don't know. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Like, I'm, I I think I've got more into cheese since I've been a vegetarian because I don't have as many options when it comes, well, actually, that's a lie. You've got loads of options when it comes to like impossible meat and stuff like that. But um, cheese just seems like a go-to. So I I think I've become more open-minded to it. I know what you mean though. Like if you smelt like a, if you had a piece of fish and it smelt, you wouldn't eat it, would you? So why do we eat smelly cheese? Yeah, I know what you mean. But it's a good staple for a vegetarian cheese. Exactly, exactly. But we've got gingerbread granola for today. So going with So good. Sounds amazing. Um, So, yeah, I think the first thing uh, I want to talk about while we brunch is something that I've spoken to my previous guests um, on the show with. It's a first topic of conversation. I know it can sound a little bit boring, but I'm really interested to know how each individual person I speak to is spending their lockdown, how they've been coping with it, um, how it might have affected any mental health or um, what you've been doing to keep your mind occupied. So, yeah, just talk me through what your lockdown's been like so far. Gosh, it was, it's been crazy. Like, I think it was something that we never thought would happen to any of us. Like, this just seems like a mad time to be in this world. Um, But it's been crazy for me. Like, obviously, like, I've been going through, like, the whole process of changing a job. So, like, starting a new job during lockdown has been a weird one. I can imagine. Um, And it's just been, like, a lot of video calls and meeting people. But I think for me, like, I've just been trying to keep myself occupied because I don't think anyone's, like, ever equipped to be in the same four walls for this amount of time. Definitely not. Like, especially with, like, I know both you and I are very social people and quite extra. As much as we like our own space, I think that we're both quite extroverted in the sense where we like to socialise and like to be with around people. Yeah, absolutely. And it's so hard not seeing people. I think, like... The difficult thing for me, like, obviously starting this new job is, like, meeting all the people via video call. But then also, like, that's how you're then having to communicate with all your friends afterwards. So it's like the video calling can become so exhausting. So I've been trying to keep myself occupied, like, being creative as well. So I've been doing a lot of, obviously, like, 
photo shoots with Bobby and just getting creative with her and which are amazing her. by the way like uh, there's going to be a link to Bobby Duvet's Instagram and website on this podcast oh, thank you he's going like like Bobby is the next big thing guys and I'm not just saying that because <laughs> I love her you know <laughs> and I think that's what I've been putting my main focus into it's just actually doing something I enjoy um and just yeah just trying to kind of see myself through this whole lockdown period but also just like getting out a lot like doing those walks when the weather is nice like I think it's so important well yeah like you say for your mental health but it's just like I think you take for granted that you can just walk places and just exploring London like doing that it's just 100%. so eye-opening and refreshing for me it is and I think like there was a point in the week where um we were talking weren't we and I was asking you all the questions like what do you think is gonna happen what do you think is gonna happen but um we we can't afford to do that because we're gonna drive ourselves mad if we're just if we just keep guessing what's going to happen i think it's really just about dealing with um the situation right here right now and just um playing it by ear otherwise we're going to drive ourselves mad it's so true i think it's literally follow the government's advice and just keep yourself occupied with doing things that you enjoy literally that you that you can do in a capacity with obviously out seeing people and that you can do at home but i mean there's so many things you can do to stay occupied Oh yeah, I mean, like, I, it's literally been less than a week that, uh, in the time that I've decided I wanted to start a podcast. I was just like, "Hey, I'm going to start a podcast. Do you want to be on it?" <laughs> I know. And how how like quick have you worked on that? Like, I know the fact that you're on your third recording is just crazy. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. It's great. Um, well, enough about lockdown. Um, let's jump back into uh, how we met. So obviously, um, Rob slash Bobby um, was the reason I ended up working in a West End venue as a front of house supervisor. Um, and we have like such an amazing team at the theatre we work at. It, it like it's we we're quite a small team and we do go through our rough times and we we have our little squabbles like families do. But being away from it really has made me um, realise how incredible it is to work, firstly, in the theatre industry in London, because it is so prestigious and so renowned across the entire world. And but also how amazing um, it is that you can really create your own family at work. I think that's uh, such an important thing for me. Um, But. I was hoping Rob, um, I don't know, am I calling you Rob or Bobby? Like, what do you want? Do you want, should we, <laughs> I keep calling you Rob and then Bobby. I'm like getting mixed up. Just call well, me. It's, it's up to you. I don't mind. I'm going to go with Bobby. I'm going to go with Bobby because that's who, that's who I want to talk to today. So um, yeah, I, I just want to know Bobby about like your um, experience work. Like how, how did you get into uh, working in theatre and the industry? What were your like, initial inspirations and where did you eventually want to end up obviously you're a theatre manager now which is incredible and but yeah tell us about your story gosh it's such like it's such a long story really well I mean I don't know if it's a long story but it's a it's an interesting one we've got all of lockdown to listen so go for it I know so so (laughs) true I mean I moved to London to study originally um so I was always into kind of fashion textiles costume but I moved to London to do costume design at Wimbledon College of Art Um, that's what my degree was in and I did a little bit of work within costume um, when I graduated but when I was in uni I got a front of house job just at a theatre in London 
and I just did that to like kind of pay for my course make a little bit of ends meet like to pay for my partying and yeah all the good stuff lots, lots of drinking yeah. irresponsibly <laughs> um and I don't know it kind of just fell into place like I just worked my way up in the theatre industry and I predominantly worked for one company and they really just like nurtured me and built me up um and I left for a little bit and then came and then came back to the company um and obviously yeah I became like a deputy general manager and that's when when obviously me and you met but I think I've always had a love for theatre like growing up I was um brought up around circus so my granddad owned a circus my mum worked in the circus for a little bit so did my auntie and my sister and I think I was always kind of in that like showstopper industry which I loved and I was like excited by the colours and the lights and the glitz and the glam and I think it was just one of those things that really interested me and I knew that I always wanted to move to London yeah um and yeah it just kind of it almost just like fell into place for me like I seem to be good at the management side and I thought you know what like I'm good with people I enjoy it I can do it so I stuck with it um and that obviously just helps me helps me obviously survive now yeah definitely and I have a great job that I enjoy and I yeah I I like waking up doing it every day it's it's great to have a have a job like that And I think it can be, like, some people might think, oh, that's so cliche when you say about falling in love with the lights and, like, the the showstopper environment. But it really is true that when you do fall in love with that, it's really hard to fall out of love with that. And um, it's not, it's as much as it might sound like a cliche because of things like The Greatest Showman and High School Musical, it really is something that once you are in, it's sort of there with you for life. I think even if you step out a bit, there's no way that your heart can ever step out of it. Like it is, it's just, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's something that, I mean, both you and I have like, it's helped like create, uh, curate our characters into what they are now. So mm-hmm. I know you said uh, you touched slightly on what your initial opinions were of me earlier. I'm interested to know what you think of, like what you thought of me then to where I am now like do you think I've changed as a person over the 11 months you've known me by working in the theatre oh my god absolutely like you have have changed so much I think obviously you you you, you've always just been an amazing lovely person um and I think that's the that's the impression I got when I first met you you were just very warm very like personable very I don't know just very easy to get on with but I think you've definitely like come out of your shell a lot in the past year I'd say and I think that that has a lot to do with like what you were saying earlier like that family feel of the people around you at work and I think those people just make something more come out of you if that makes sense and you just feel comfortable around them and I think they have really brought brought a different side of you out. I think so Um, too I think so too like I I haven't even got anything to say about that I just completely agree with you. You're much more confident now, I would say. Um, That's in- I I would love you to be able to have seen me on the first day that I went to university because I was firstly a quivering mess because I didn't want to leave my parents for the first <laughs> time ever. But also, um, I, I just because I came back from Disney and thought, oh my god, I'm s- like so much more confident than I was like 
when I first when I left the UK to go to Florida for a year um and then there was there was a year in between that and me meeting you so to think about those stages I'd I just love to have like a a snapshot to show people like what I was and what I've become I don't think I've changed but I think just I've just evolved I think that's the better word to say it yeah absolutely and I think that's it it's more like well more like I mean excuse the euphemism more like a flower blossoming (laughs) (laughs) I'm not excusing it I love it (laughs) (laughs) that is so funny is um but yeah no thank you for sharing that we're going to take a um short little break and snack on some more of our brunch but we'll be back shortly So, um, Bobby, how's your brunch going? Oh my God, do you know what? So delicious. But I mean, do you know, notoriously, drag queens never eat. So... Do they not? No, like, we, it's because, like, we're always in corset. Well, I mean, that, I'm, I'm speaking for me here. We're always in okay. corset. It's just, it's just too hard to. I'm, like, normally a liquid diet. So, Prosecco yeah. or champagne or gin. We should definitely um, have some Prosecco right now. I know, that would be great, right? But I it mean... Would. Hey, I have to say, this is going down a treat. Amazing. I'm enjoying it. I'm yeah. glad to hear it. I'm glad to hear How's it. How's yours? It's really good. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it. Like I said, it's got that really like refreshing taste to it. So um, I'll post the link to the recipe that I used in um, the description of this podcast. Um, but getting back into our topics of conversation for today, I have yeah. a really uh, random question for you, Bobby, which is something I seem to be doing at the um, start after our first break on this podcast. So are you ready? I think so. Hit okay. me with it. If you had to choose between going naked for an entire day or having your thoughts appear in thought bubbles for the whole day above your head for everyone else to read, which would you choose? Oh gosh. And you're not in locked you're not in lockdown. You're like you're going out for the day, you're going shopping, you're going for brunch, you're going for dinner, like you're going to see a show in the evening. Like so you've even like, naked. I'm thinking, what are the world prepared for? Are they prepared to see me naked or are they prepared to see my thoughts in <laughs> Literally. I actually don't know. I think that either way, people are probably gonna be a little bit scarred. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Um, I think thought bubbles, you know, I think that one. Yeah. Well, I mean, at least, at least if people were seeing my thoughts, I could still look fabulous in like a ball gown or. That's true. That's true. I think it sort of of depends as well, which wig you're wearing. I think if you were naked, I think like, like, I think that plays a big part in it. So um, I think, I think I would probably also, I'm too insecure to go naked for the whole day. (laughs) Yeah, me too. I just would be like, I'd, I'd just be so aware of everyone. Whereas the thought bubbles, I'd just be, I'd probably just be extra sassy just so that everyone can be like, oh my God, this person's ridiculous. Mine would be going off like alert, alert, alert. Like every time I would be walking past like a hot boy, like <laughs> the, 
the hot boy would know that I was thinking about them. <laughs> oh my god. You never know. It might be that might be the new Tinder. Like it's just an app called like Thought Bubbles, and then you never know. Like you might end up matching with, or someone might match with you. You can see their thoughts. Yeah, you just look at them and know it's a match. How many times though have you been on the tube and you see someone and think, "Oh my god, you would one hundred percent be the love of my life," and then you never see them again? Oh my god, do you know what? I do it all the time. I'm such a people watcher, and I love people watching tube train. If I'm in a coffee shop like anywhere but I mean I always like see somebody who I'm like yeah they are literally the perfect person literally. and then I I think up like a whole life of how it would be with them <laughs> and then yeah like you say then it's like gone vanished never see them again and it's so it's sad like, so, so maybe this is the maybe this is the way the way ahead <clears throat> maybe what the thought bubbles yeah yeah just so you know if that person is the one yeah. Let's 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 cure coronavirus first, and then we can and then we can get onto that. <laughs> I know, gosh. Um, so obviously, alongside working in theatre, you are a fabulous drag queen, Miss Bobby. So before we get into the nitty gritty, I just you have to share with the listeners some of your slogans and maybe even a snippet of your one of your songs, or maybe maybe you're not ready to give that away yet, but <laughs> at least some of the slogans. I want to hear some of them. Some of the slogans, well, yeah. hey, hey, gorgeans, or hey, gorge, that's one of them. Love, I literally, I literally say hey, gorge, my sister says hey, gorge to everyone now, my sister is like the biggest Bobby Duvet fan as well, but. It's like um, the perfect greeting, but like, I think it's a greeting where it's like, are you being, like the person's thinking, are you being sarcastic or are you being genuine? And I just love <laughs> literally, it. Literally, we all say it at work as well. I bet, we, I bet we say it in front of like customers and they're just like, what the hell is a goal? What the hell are they doing? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and then another one is fuming and I, and it has to be fuming with four U's. Four U's, that's the, that's the yeah. trademark, isn't it? It is, yeah. And that is just generally, if, Basically, if I'm feeling like really lazy and I can't be asked doing anything, or if someone's made me fuming, or if life is just shit, or yeah, if you're just, if I don't know, if someone gets in your way when you're walking down the street, do you know when someone walks too slowly? It just, yeah. <laughs> it's the perfect tagline for any anytime any I scenario love I love it I think like I literally do it so much and like every now and again you'll just get a voice note from Bobby and it will just literally be 30 seconds of that like amazing yeah so funny and then a third one um everything's better when you're lying down <laughs> oh <laughs> we went there love it lowering the tone but, I was gonna say I'm, gu I'm guessing you don't want to go any further into that well, it's just difficult when you're a six foot two man, as soon as you're into drag, I mean, you're getting, you're getting to like six foot eight, seven foot. I mean, it's crazy. So, I mean, it's for those moments when people are lying down, it doesn't really matter about height. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Statement Lowering the tone. Being crude. Love it. Love it. That's what we're all about here. It's, it's the perfect, perfect conversation <laughs> for brunch, you know? Perfect. <laughs> um, and yeah, Bobby does have a song um, that is amazing. But I'm, do you want? I'm guessing you want to keep that under covers for now. It's called House of Duvet. I mean, yeah. I have this whole envisage vision. Sorry, I can't speak. I have this whole vision of it. Um, but it's not like a track that's been penned or recorded yet. It's more just words that I've written. 
Yeah. Um, so I will keep it under wraps for now. But... No problem. No problem. But watch this space. Is that what yeah. the kids say these days? I think so. I think so. <laughs> that and everything's better when you're lying down, you know. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think like it's so great that you've created like this whole this whole world around this like alter ego and this like other persona. And I think it's quite refreshing to have that other that other side of you that literally is just another not even another version of you just another part of you um and obviously i i don't have a drug persona sadly um but i it's it's just so i'm so grateful to know someone that is in that industry and someone that is uh, that has that other persona it's very refreshing basically is what i'm um, trying to say but uh, so how was bobby duvet born what was the what's the story there it's it, again it's it's such a difficult story but i definitely will go into it so um I had a nickname years ago when I lived back at home in Wales and it was Bobby Doll. Nice. Um, and basically I had these group of girlfriends and um, we used to go out every weekend because there was nothing really to do in Wales. So we always used to go out like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday nights. Like it was always like a big deal, big weekend. That's like more um, than half of the week. I would be dead. <laughs> I know. And I, pr- I pretty much was for most of my, most of my teenage years. <laughs> Um, but basically, yeah, I had these I had these group of girlfriends and they loved me going shopping with them. And at the time when we were going shopping around that around those years, I think it was around the time when like baby doll dresses were a really big thing. And no word of a lie, every time I would go out, I would always choose baby doll baby doll dresses for them to wear. Um, and then they just kind of came up with with the nickname Bobby Doll because my nickname to my my parents and my family is Bob anyway um and yeah they just came up with the Bobby Doll name but then when I moved to London for uni gosh I think the first like proper time I did drag was um when I played a barmaid on a murder mystery like party night oh cool I literally looked so ratchet. There's a photo <laughs> on my um, on my website, and I have this horrific cosplay wig that I borrowed off one of my flatmates, um, and I think I borrowed all of her clothes as well. And I had like the worst eyeliner on. I still had stubble. I had chest hair showing. Like it was horrific. And then a couple of years later, no, not a couple of years later, sorry, a couple of months later, there was another party where I dressed up as Barbie. So the theme of the party was you had to dress up as anything beginning with B because it was one of my friends, um, Becky's, her birthday. So she did like like a B party. So we all went as characters that started with B and I was Barbie. And again, literally 5.99 wig, looked horrific. (laughs) had the worst boy body, had the worst hips, the worst heels. I just looked like a hot mess. Really? That's and then I just, and then I just kind of started to delve into it a bit more. And I started to create this character and I started to show myself at more places. And I did a little bit of hosting here and there. Um, but I mean, one thing that I want to aim towards is obviously performing more and hosting more evenings and doing more photo shoots and hopefully getting onto drag race at some point definitely i think um, i think the i think the difficult thing surely right now is like 
like at one point youtube was quite an accessible thing to do like there was a there was an era where like youtubers weren't a thing and then all of a sudden now every kid wants to be a youtuber literally everyone so i'm guessing that's like a, a similar struggle with the drag world right now that it literally there are it's it's almost becoming quite saturated that so many people want to do this so you have to be dedicated to your character don't you to your persona yeah and i think that's the like main thing i've been trying to do is like really developing on Bobby DeVay and who she is and making like making just her set as set as who she is and being confident with who she is but also like exploring who she is as well um and I I think yeah like you say it's so saturated the industry now and there's a lot of people who are doing it and there are a lot of talented people that are doing it that you can just get lost in like the whole like the whole yeah industry and I think it's just about keeping it fresh and I think do you know what if I reach out to 20 people that enjoy it like I'm doing something good and I think that that is what makes me keep doing it that's 100 um, that's 100% the best way to start off in my opinion I was speaking to my friend Ellie on um a previous episode about the fact that she she's got I think thirty five thousand subscribers on YouTube she said and um, obviously it didn't start that way but she never she never started it thinking oh my god I'm gonna be a famous YouTuber because if you do that you you're you're gonna get disappointed too early on you can't do things for yeah exactly and like, you have to do it because you want to do it because you love it and it's a hobby and it's a passion because otherwise the, where's where's the fun in it right and that's the, that's the main thing like I have fun when I'm doing it and I enjoy doing it and do you know what I love the fact that I can create this character that looks I think so glamorous and sexy and I agree <laughs> I just I just love being able to create that thing and I've done that all on my own and it's it's my craft that's made that happen and it's just satisfying seeing that and then when people do respond to it and people do like it like I I enjoy that because I'm like well I'm reaching some people that are loving it and if that is what I'm doing like that makes me happy definitely 100% so you studied was it you said you studied fashion at uni right no sorry costume design costume design sorry my bad that fashion was the massive umbrella term there (laughs) such an amateur (laughs) you studied fashion um so you design quite uh do you design all of the outfits for Bobby or some of them so I mean a lot of them I do make myself yeah they're all custom made but then like uh, some bits are things that I just buy off the rack because it's easy and I can style them myself myself I I imagine that takes a lot of time right to firstly in general to like pick which makeup like how like the like even when it comes down to things like posture and the way that you talk and the way that you move but then like to actually like design and make a costume as much as you studied it it must be so time consuming and sometimes difficult to um like get to that final product yeah it's it's a journey let's say that like I I love the whole the whole journey of start to finish like creating something like seeing what it's like midway there to the finished piece but I mean I think I have a lot of knowledge around like making clothes so I find that bit quite easy but I think it's about coming up with the concept first and it's about what I what I want to create and I think I do take influence from the fashion scene and I do take influence from the LGBT scene and art and galleries and museums. Like I love all of that. And I think, yeah. I think 
fashion's just such a huge thing now and I think I try to play with how I look um but it's it's all about like how my body looks as well like that's a that's a craft in itself so like behind the clothes and underneath the clothes there's a whole load more costumes underneath there so I mean I'm doing things like corsetry and yeah. hip pads like I'd make all of that from scratch myself but I, I love doing it and I love love seeing that finished piece and I mean it's like sculpting your body to look like a woman and it's it's that again comes down to that like self pleasure of seeing that final product because a lot of people don't realize that that much work goes into the picture on instagram or the video or whatever it's the same with editing like um a video or a podcast like it's not just a case of having a chat or like filming your day it takes hours to edit it It then takes hours to upload it and then you get three likes on your video and you're like oh my god nobody cares but you just have to sustain it and just again see it as a passion and really just take take like pleasure find pleasure and like take pride in what you're doing because it is amazing yeah I love it and I I'm so I'm so grateful that well, you guys and all my friends lo- love seeing what what I create as well Honestly, the, photo, yeah. the photo shoot side is the hardest part of it I would say it's so exhausting <laughs> how long does a typical photo shoot take um depending on how many looks I do if I'm only doing one look like the photo shoot can take like an hour, an hour and a half. That's crazy. Um, if I'm doing three looks, which I did do a few weeks ago, I mean, you're you're getting up to like three and a half, four hours. And it depends if like you're changing wigs in that time, if you're changing makeup in that time. Like it's it's a lot of work, but... And you're, I mean, in, you're probably in character for a lot of that as well, because you can't, it's not just a case of switching in and out, is it? You need to, if you want the people to believe the character that they're seeing on social media or in a photo, like you need to be fully embraced in it. Yeah, I think, I think it's a little bit like what actors do before they go on stage. Like they embody that character so they, they are in it when they're in it and they don't come out of it until, until the end. And it is tiring, but I mean being that playful and being that teasing via being in front of the camera it's it's hard work and it's like performing so it's like it's yeah it's like a job in itself but I mean once you've done it the thrill and the feeling that you get at the end it's like fucking hell like, I did that yeah. so good sorry <laughs> pardon my French Am I no don't worry about it, it? yeah of course you are <laughs> no problem we're all adults here, unless you're not. And We're all adults, yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, moving swiftly uh, on to uh, something that you briefly just mentioned there, and that's the LGBTQ plus community. Um, yeah. So, obviously, I mean, you don't have to. You don't have to be gay or bi to be a drag queen. That's um, that's not like a necessity. But um, what is what? Have you ever had any low moments? through drag um or in your life generally with with regards to being gay and being a part of that community that you that you're able to share with us yeah I mean like it's not something that I've spoken about a lot but um I'm absolutely comfortable speaking about it because I think it's really important yeah and I think like nowadays with it's so much more accepting of a world like if you are a gay person or um a lesbian transsexual transgender any of that like yeah I think it's so much easier to be yourself now than it was maybe 
15 years ago when I was when I was in school and I don't think school was a very great time for me like I did get bullied by people in school because I was different like all my friends were girls um and it was it was tough like people used to just like say gay boy or oh you're a bum boy like all the like the harsh things all the time and I think it wasn't until gosh I think maybe like year 10 or year 11 so I was probably about 15 turning 16 at the time um I'd had a long-term girlfriend in school like it was all very nice but then I just come to the realization that I was like no actually I like guys like I know that I'm a gay guy yeah and I did come out and it was so weird how different it was and how accepting everybody was of it um and it was just crazy to think that I went through like four or five years of people like teasing and being horrible to me um I think the most difficult thing was coming out to my mum because I think I felt like almost ashamed to be telling her I was gay um and I think that was like a low moment because mum was really sad about it and I thought like she felt disappointed in me because I was like that but I think after a while like our relationship became so much more and she really understood who I was and I think accepted me so much more because I was just being me and, and then, she's like I, your best friend now, isn't she? Like you guys are uh, super close. Super close. She literally is like, when are you doing Bobby again? Tell me when you're doing <laughs> Bobby again. She, she's like my number one fan. She loves it. Um, but I think the thing for me that made it much more easier when I was younger is a couple of years after I came out, my brother came out, um, which, which was, I think, great for me because it was actually like, do you know what? Like, I'm not the only one. There are other people. And it was so great that a close family member was in in the same boat as me and they were in the same community as me yeah um and then it wasn't until I did move to London that I really came into myself and explored my sexuality more and kind of had boyfriends and explored the gay scene like yeah it's just it was so eye-opening but I mean now I feel like I'm probably the most confident and liberated in myself and I'm just happy to be me and I love who I am. <laughs> Definitely. And I think like I, I haven't touched on this at all yet in um, this series. And I, it's something that I hope I can touch on more later on. I don't want to take up loads of time, but um, it's important for me to say that um, like I have recently come out to my parents and to my friends um, and there's probably people listening to this I haven't spoken to for a few years that will be like, oh, typical, we knew that. And there's that, that there is that annoying, um, annoying, but still like, I'm just like, yeah, okay, whatever. Um, like thing, oh yeah, we always knew. But to be honest with you, I didn't, I haven't always, it's not something I've always known. It's not something that as much as I've always been very in touch with my feminine side, um, I've been very like, always been very, charismatic and um camp again all my friends were girls at school so everyone would always call me things like gay boy and um like poof and queer and horrible nasty words sadly those negative connotations are probably part of the reason that it took me so long to actually realize this the way i'm feeling isn't a bad thing it's actually a really good thing and i think mm -hmm. that's like that's you know this I'm so grateful that I met you when I did because I think 
not even directly it's not like you you know like it's not like you ever said like Bradley come on you need to you need to like you need to blah 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 you know what I'm trying to say yeah it's, absolutely. it's like it's it's it was really an organic thing and I think I needed a um an influencer in my life who had been through what I was going through in my head at the time um to really open up and to be who I wanted to be it, yeah it frustrates me so much that and I hope I really hope that I, I mean, I know that school is better than it was then. I would never, ever dream of going back to my school days because as much as I've made so many good friends from it and I've got so many good memories, the feeling, and like I said, at this point, I didn't know if I was gay, bi, straight. I didn't know. I like, I, I mean, I, pro- I probably was going more with straight. Like I had a girlfriend and stuff and you just follow that normal, that normal route that you're supposed to follow. But it's it's just so frustrating to me that something that is so wonderful and so celebrated now was once and hopefully isn't anymore, but was once such a negative thing. And this was like less than 10 years ago, the amount of people that commit suicide because they, because they feel under pressure because they have to act a certain way or be a certain someone who they're not, or people that just stay hidden for so many years and then end up coming out when they're 50, 60, 70 years old um and then get called a home wrecker because they've decided actually i'm gonna i'm gonna leave my family and like philip schofield like luckily his family's been so supportive but he's not he's not he's a very lucky person that he's had the amount of support he has a lot of people that get to that point in their life don't have that celebration um for coming out of that age so um yeah i think think like one of the huge things as well is like you touched on it a little bit then it's when you're a kid i think you remember the bad things that happen to you when you get older like you think back to those school days and you're like, God, they were really shit times because people were so horrible to me. And like, they're things that you'll always remember. And I think that's why people are scared about coming out. And I think the most important thing is like, it's not about coming out. Like you should never have to come out. It's about no. being being yourself. 100%. And being comfortable with yourself. And like, I don't think looking now, it's like ever something you should have to do. Like you are who you are and that's, what it is like you don't have to justify to anybody if you're gay if you're straight like it's not about that it's about being confident and comfortable in your own skin definitely and like with my my personal story I don't think I actually I didn't come out to anyone I didn't say to anyone oh I'm gay or oh I'm bi or oh I like men like it wasn't like I I had started seeing a guy who is a really really great guy and um and we and I just said to my parents and to my friends and I think even to you I'm seeing a guy and like as much as people might say that's the same as coming out it's not I had I had already come to terms with the fact that I'm interested in men I um and I just I just did my thing and that's that's really what it comes down to and I really hope that um like as I talk about this more over the series or even to my friends who might be listening to this and um, haven't been able to accept themselves or even if you're not my friend, you listen to this and you want to reach out. Like I hope that each individual person that has been through this is willing to, and I know they will be, is willing to share their journey and share their story and um, be a spokesperson and an influencer like you have for me um, for people that need to accept themselves. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 
so yeah that's that got really deep didn't it really quickly <laughs> <laughs> that's good uh, though no definitely i think it's i think it's like a really important topic and i think um at the end of the day drag is an expression of who you are inside and out and i think it's important to touch on um, our personal stories when it comes to that so thank you yeah, for sharing absolutely. that I, I, love, no, I love sharing my love sharing my story so we'll take another short break before the last part of this podcast and um yeah we'll uh, be back shortly this question is definitely um a big question because who knows what the hell is going to happen in the next few weeks, few months, few years, whatever, with Miss Rona on the scene. Um, but what is next, Bobby? What's the what's the plan over the next year or so? Like, where where are you headed? Well, I think for me, it's just really focusing on Bobby. I I think like. I made kind of a, an agreement with myself at the beginning of the year that I was going to focus on drag more and I was going to pursue it more. So I think for me, yeah, it's, it's developing that, doing some live shows, doing some drag bingos, doing some things um, virtually as well. Like just getting into it a little bit more and just meeting more of the queens on the scene and getting a bit of a, getting a, bit of a presence out there. And like I said earlier, like, I'd love to get onto Drag Race. It would be amazing. But if not, like, it's just about carrying on being creative and doing what I love and enjoying it. And I think, yeah, just, just exploring Bobby so much more. Like, I'm excited to just show show everybody more of what, what I've got and what is in store. Um, so, yeah, working on that more. And I think as well with my job, like I've started a new job this year. It's just kind of um, getting stuck into that a little bit more and, yeah, just finding my way with that job because it's such a new a new job for me. Um, and it's been really weird starting, starting it remotely. Um, and just focusing on me and my health and just staying fabulous and gorge. Amazing. <laughs> what, what about you? Uh, oh God! No one's asked me that yet. Throwing <laughs> it back to you, Bradley. <laughs> literally, I um I don't know. I mean, like I said, I literally decided to start this podcast this week, and um these first three episodes are all going up at the same time. So I'm hoping anyone that has got to this point, which I hope you have, um, is enjoying it. But I mean, I'm hoping that the theatre industry does survive this um crazy pandemic, and I do as much as like. In a, in a realistic world, I guess it would be very easy to say we're not going to survive. But I mean, the, the world needs theatre, the world needs art, the world needs entertainment. And I really think that, especially in um, the West End, like so many, so many businesses like bars and restaurants and um, even tourist destinations feed off of the theatre. We literally go to the theatre we, we booked tickets for the theatre and that's why we go out for dinner and that's why we'll go for a drink afterwards and that's why we'll spend a day out in London. So I do yeah. think that I'm really hoping that um, we can pull through as an industry and as a community and see the other side of this because I do love my job and um, like I said, I do love that community and the family that I've made at the theatre that I work at. But yeah, just keeping creative, keeping positive, like you said, maintaining um, health, uh, your health physically and mentally and just enjoying 
life as much as we can right now. We need that theatre industry and hopefully hopefully it will all be back back to normal soon. We can just hope, pray and put like positive vibes into it and positive thinking. Exactly. There's literally nothing else we can do right now other than just be positive. So Exactly. Yeah. Well, I've got one final question for you, Bobby. Um, oh my gosh, go for as, it. Be as creative as you like with this. If you <laughs> could be brunching anywhere in the world right now, where would it be? And you can choose anywhere. Like it hasn't got to be like a restaurant and a certain place you've been to. Like you can choose anywhere in the world. Oh gosh. Ooh, it's difficult. It's maybe between two places. You go on, you can have two. You can you can have two days because you're um incredible. Because I'm just so fabulous and so gorgeous. Fabulous. That's the word, yeah. Um so probably Santorini in in Greece. Sorry, in Crete, in Greece. Um, just living my Kardashian fantasy, like <laughs> next to a pool, just have a man fanning me with some amazing brunch and my friends around. Amazing. Or it would be probably Bali, you know. Bali? Um, oh, yeah, you went, you went, didn't you go on like a health resort or something like a, uh, in Bali? So I went for three weeks and I stayed for one of the weeks, I stayed in a, um, like a spa health resort which was so lush it was so nice like you could do yoga there get massages and they were all like private little villas um in in the middle of the rice fields which was so amazing but I mean I would be happy being in that little villa just in the sun next to the pool literally I'll stay I'll stay in quarantine forever if I could do that oh so good like just like everything though like the fresh fruit there and it's just so much different than it is here like it tastes so much more amazing um so probably that with like an amazing juice like a cocktail again the men fanning me (laughs) why not so you've got men Um, now it's plural you want loads of them oh yeah all around me basically (laughs) just looking after bobby (laughs) um well i yeah thank you so much bobby for being on the podcast today i get that like that we're all in lockdown and we and we have quite a lot of free time at the moment but it means so much to me that you've agreed to come on and be quite personal about um your life and um just share everything with me and with the listeners as well oh my god no thank you so much for having me it's been absolutely amazing love it well um thank you everyone for listening and um don't forget to go and uh follow bobby duvet on instagram go and look at his website her website my bad my bad her website sorry <laughs> i get I, I know rob as like too well so that's why i just keep getting mixed up i do apologize <laughs> um so much pressure but um yeah go and follow her on absolutely everything and yes thank you for listening i hope you can join me next time and keep on brunching everyone bye for now